You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. Did you know that your apps may be recording and transmitting your exact location Mm. all day, every day? We all love our smartphones. We're connected to the world with just a tap. But think of every app you install like a private detective that's been hired to spy on you. This private detective follows you around, keeps tabs on where you go, what you do, with whom you meet. It's really invasive. But that's basically how most phone apps work. They collect data that's shared with companies, data brokers, governments. You really have no control over where your data ends up. One favorite app on basically every smartphone is the YouTube app. It's a very popular video streaming tool that's become synonymous with watching video content. But probably like most other apps on your phone, it has major privacy concerns. It doesn't have to be that way. Instead of using apps that collect your data, there are usually more private alternatives that allow you to keep your information to yourself. In this video, we're going to look at more private alternatives to the YouTube app, explain how each works, and dive into their pros and cons. Let's start by understanding why the YouTube app is like having a hidden eye in your pocket. While it is the top of the line go-to app for streaming videos, its dual role behind the scenes is to gather as much information about you as it can. The app doesn't just play content, it observes all your actions. It notes which videos you watch, how long you watch them, and even the ones you skip. If you've noticed how the app seems to know what you might like to watch next, that's no magic. It's the result of continual surveillance of your viewing behavior. It's super convenient to be recommended things that I might like. But let's keep going. The YouTube app also keeps track of your search history. Your search data can potentially reveal a lot about you. Everything from your hobbies and health concerns to your political leanings and shopping preferences. Then there's location tracking. This helps YouTube provide locally relevant content. But it also means that YouTube knows where you are. The YouTube app also uses all kinds of proprietary methods of extracting information that go beyond their publicly documented API. So there's likely hidden data collection that we have no way of even knowing about. And all of this information that YouTube collects doesn't just stay with YouTube. It contributes to the broader profile that Google has about your digital life. And Google sends this fire hose of information it knows about you to thousands of companies every time it auctions off your ad space. Google's aim is to learn as much about you as possible, because the more they know, the more accurately advertisers can target their ads, making you more likely to click and potentially buy. And then there's the fact that not all of those thousands of companies who get your data are actually advertising companies. Many of them are just data brokers. Loading just one page as you use the internet can trigger many of these companies and each of them may then share your sensitive information with hundreds of other companies. There's an added layer of concern for a privacy-conscious person that most don't think about. What about surveillance from governments around the world? After all, all this information about you is just sitting in giant data centers. Isn't it possible that governments could get access to it? 
they can and do. Mass data collection of the internet age has enabled surveillance on an unprecedented scale from both your own government and those across the world that perhaps have a far worse human rights record. They all have the ability to request or even use other means to access this data. Before the digital era, our lives were somewhat opaque to businesses and governments had a restricted ability to collect personal data. But a significant transformation happened in the digital age. Information we willingly provide to companies opens a portal for governments to look directly into our lives like never before. It dramatically shifts the balance of power away from the individual. And it's important to remember this every time we let a company collect data about us. The point isn't to assume that companies are up to no good with our data, but instead to realize that there are no boundaries to who might get access access to this data once we allow it to be collected. So let's start using apps that don't collect our data, like diving into more private ways to stream videos on your phone. Our usual disclaimer, phones are intimately tied to our daily activities because we take them everywhere. So it's not great to use them for things other than communication and other essential activities. Privacy experts like Michael Basil recommend that you do your video watching on a computer and not use your phone as an entertainment device at all. But if you decide that you still want to be able to watch videos on your phone, there are at least more private ways to do it than using the YouTube app. Let's start with Newpipe. This isn't an alternative video platform where you hope your favorite content creator also uploads their videos. It's actually an app that allows you to watch YouTube content. But the awesome thing is that you don't have to connect directly to YouTube services in the same way that the YouTube app does in order to watch this content. Often, when a third-party app accesses YouTube content, they use YouTube's official API. This is a set of rules and protocols for developers to interact with YouTube's platform so that they can create apps and websites for watching YouTube videos and interacting with YouTube content. But YouTube collects information about you through these APIs. Newpipe works differently. They bypass the official YouTube API completely and instead use a method called scraping to fetch video and other information from YouTube. When you search for or click on a video in Newpipe, they send out a request to YouTube's servers that simulates a standard web browser request. The server then responds with the same kind of web page data that it would send to a regular web browser. This includes things like the video stream URL, title, description, likes, dislikes, comments, etc. All of this video information is publicly accessible, so Newpipe can use their stream extraction tool to get the video and audio streams from YouTube servers without loading the typical app interface. This allows Newpipe to bypass the parts of the YouTube app that serve ads and tracking scripts. This means that you're able to avoid a lot of data collection from Google. Newpipe also doesn't require Google Play services to run, which also allows you to bypass invasive tools. And the app doesn't ask for any unnecessary permissions. Newpipe doesn't require you to sign into a Google account to use the app, so your viewing history and preferences are not linked to any Google identity. You don't even create a Newpipe account, and you can still subscribe to channels without an account. Your subscriptions, viewing history, and bookmarks are all stored locally on your device, instead of being sent across the internet to be stored in a server where this data might be misused. This means that if you clear your app data or uninstall Newpipe, your viewing history will be erased, but you can also back up all of this data locally if you'd like. 
Newpipe is a free and open source app. They offer background playback and they also allow you to download videos and audio to listen later offline. While they primarily focus on YouTube, Newpipe also supports other platforms like SoundCloud, Bandcamp, and Peertube. Keep in mind, even when using Newpipe, you are being given a YouTube URL to watch, which means that you are connecting to YouTube servers to stream the content. So there are still ways that data can be collected, but Newpipe acts as a privacy-enhancing intermediary, which significantly reduces the amount of data that Google can collect, especially because they don't have any account to link your behavior to. For example, they can collect your IP address and the video requested. But if you use a VPN for all your internet activity, which we absolutely recommend you do, this will hide your IP address from every site and server that you interact with including Google. One drawback of Newpipe is that when YouTube updates its streaming protocols or backend systems, it messes with how Newpipe is able to access the content. So you need to wait for Newpipe to issue an update before you can resume watching YouTube videos through it, which can be frustrating. You also lose some interactivity, such as the ability to write comments, become a channel member, use Super Chat, and cast videos to other devices. One final thing to keep in mind is that using Newpipe does have implications for the content creators whose content you're enjoying. While YouTube's exact methods for tracking and verifying views are not publicly disclosed, because Newpipe retrieves video files directly from the Google server for playback, they bypass the YouTube API and likely their view tracking methods. It presumes that YouTube does not officially acknowledge views coming from third-party apps like Newpipe. Many creators rely on accurate view counts and ad revenue to support their free content. So if you choose to use Newpipe and feel a creator provides you with valuable content, you may want to look into other ways that you can support them directly. Such direct support helps us move away from the ad surveillance model of the internet and towards sustaining products directly and intentionally when we get value from them. It's an important step in curbing the current privacy invasions that are pervasive on the internet. In general, Newpipe is a great privacy-focused alternative to the YouTube app. A newcomer worth mentioning is Libra. Tube, which also uses the same scraping mechanism as Newpipe, but has additional privacy-preserving features. Instead of accessing YouTube servers directly, LibreTube connects to what's called a piped instance or server. It uses what's called the piped API to access these proxy servers so that your IP address is not revealed to Google servers. You can choose which pipe instance you connect to or even host your own, which is a cool way to circumvent Google's data collection. They allow accounts on LibreTube, which has different trade-offs in that it does provide a way for activity to be tied together, but also allows you to access your preferences and history across multiple devices via a piped login. LibreTube currently only supports YouTube, but has additional functionality by offering a desktop client as well as a phone app. It's also free and open source and a great alternative for watching YouTube videos if you're privacy conscious. One really interesting alternative way to watch videos on your phone is using the platform library. This is not a different front end for YouTube, it's a completely different alternative platform. While there are many alternative video platforms to YouTube, library stands out because it's decentralized. Unlike YouTube, which stores videos in centralized servers, 
Library stores your videos in multiple hosts distributed around the world. These hosts are essentially other users on the network who have chosen to dedicate a portion of their storage to holding pieces of content. If you've heard of the decentralized storage system IPFS, this is a similar concept. Library is a blockchain-based media platform, so when a creator uploads a video, Library creates a record in its blockchain. This record includes metadata about the file, such as the title, description, thumbnail, and a unique identifier, or hash, which is like a URL that points to the content's location within the peer-to-peer -peer network. So basically, all the information about the file and its location is permanently and publicly recorded. When a user wants to access a video, they can use a library client, an app or program that you can use to access the library network, similar to how you use a web browser like Brave to access websites on the internet. There are many different library clients that you can use to access the content on the library network. These clients locate the content and then download it directly from the peers hosting it. Libraries' decentralized design means greater censorship resistance and greater control for creators over their content. But it can be technically complex and it's harder for users to wrap their heads around than a simple website. So library developers created a really easy to use client called Odyssey, which is a simple website built on top of the library protocol that provides a really easy way to access library content. MBTV has a large community on library and you can bypass YouTube entirely by watching us there. There's a good chance some of your other favorite creators might also have a page there because library makes it super easy for creators to sync their YouTube channel to library. This means that a creator only has to upload to their YouTube channel and the content will automatically show up on library. This is a great way for creators to back up their content in case anything ever happens to their YouTube channel and also automatically start building up a new community outside of the Google ecosystem. It's super easy to support creators directly on Odyssey, either with cryptocurrency or with US dollars. And the great thing is that unlike Google, which takes about 30% of all contributions, Odyssey takes just 5% of USD donations and nothing from cryptocurrency donations. While there are tens of millions of active users on Odyssey, there are still far fewer creators than there are on YouTube, so there is a lot of content that you won't be able to find on the platform. But if you want to find out whether a YouTube creator also puts their content on library, you can use an app called Try Library. You put the YouTube URL into the Try Library app and it will give you the link for the corresponding video on library if it exists. In a world increasingly embedded with digital technologies, preserving our privacy has become a challenging task, but it's not impossible. We have the power to choose how much of our digital self we share and who has access to that information. Privacy isn't about hiding, it's about choosing what to share, when, where, and with whom. It's great that we can embrace platforms that respect this choice. Choosing options like NewPipe, LibreTube, and Odyssey over traditional options, you're not just protecting your personal data, you're casting a vote for a more privacy-conscious internet. These platforms might not offer the same convenience as YouTube, but they do give you the assurance of enjoying the internet without constant surveillance and help us shift to a world where privacy is the norm, not the exception. And remember, you don't have to overhaul your digital life in a day. Start small, swap out one app at a time. 
these choices accumulate, eventually leading to a digital life that is lived on your terms. NBTV is funded by community donations. If you'd like to support our free educational content, please visit nbtv.media support. We also have a book, Beginner's Introduction to Privacy, that also supports our channel. And liking, sharing, and commenting on our video also really helps. Thanks so much for watching through till the end. I'm a Bitcoin fan and I'm scared.